It is Monday, and uh, it's Monday on Thanksgiving week, so I guess that's time to talk cranberry sauce and more with Mayor G.T. Bynum. Good morning. Good morning. If I uh, recall correctly, and I rarely do, by the way, uh, don't you have a thing for canned, can- or canned cranberry sauce? Isn't that your, your jam? That's the best thing that you have to eat every year on Thanksgiving, yes. <laughs> Strong, strongly, strongly disagree, but we'll take your word for it. Mm. Since, Already got started this weekend just to make sure it wasn't poison. Oh, good job. Wow, good nice. job. <laughs> since, uh, since it is Thanksgiving week, it's probably appropriate that we start our chat this week by looking at the city's relations with the tribes. Uh, the Muscogee Nation, as you know, became the latest tribe to file a suit against the city of Tulsa last week, uh, claiming that its continued enforcement of criminal statutes against tribal citizens violates federal law. This is what uh, Muskogee spokesman Jason Salzman told us last week. We have to stand up for our tribal citizens, and we have to stand up for native citizens and what the law says. And for us, that's really what it's about. There's no ulterior motives. There's no vindictive atmosphere in this or any sort of controversial bad relationship with the city of Tulsa. We just need to make sure that the law is being followed. Tribe asking for a preliminary injunction prohibiting the city from enforcing municipal and state laws against tribal members. Now, I know that you're probably not going to comment directly on a pending lawsuit, but... In general terms, are the city's relations with the tribes, do you think, better or worse than they were a year ago? Um, I think they're better. And, uh, you know, we just had a a lengthy discussion last week uh, in our council committee meeting about um, my proposal to to change our our city seal to recognize our founding by the Muscogee Creek Nation in 1836. Actually worked with Chief Hill uh, on that redesign and got his approval of it before taking it uh, to the city council for their uh, consideration. So I think we have a good, a good relationship. Um, the, the challenge that we both find ourselves in, both the city of Tulsa and the tribal nations, uh, is that there have been, with, with recent Supreme Court rulings, those have caused a great deal of confusion about how we work together. And uh, we are both reliant on uh, Congress to act or the state of Oklahoma being willing to sit down with the tribes and work out an agreement. And neither of those things has happened. And so that causes us to continue finding ourselves in this situation where the only way that we n- know to go about finding what what the right answer is on these legal questions, if Congress won't act and the state won't work out a deal with the tribes, is litigation. Hmm. Uh, And I think that's a shame. So what I proposed in my State of the City speech a couple weeks ago uh, is that we sit down as the city of Tulsa and and the Muscogee Creek Nation and the Cherokee Nation and work through our own framework. Quit waiting on one of those other levels of government to work something out uh, and do the best that we can. It's not perfect. But we can do better than we've been doing where we just have to go into court to find out what we're supposed to do. So I don't take – I know that there's there's some people who think that this is some big uh, showdown between the city and tribes. I don't take any offense. at They want to do the same thing we want to do, which is find out under federal law what's what are we supposed to be doing here? What's the right thing to do? And so I don't take any offense at them filing that. They want to find out the same answers we do. I do think, though, that we can sit down at a table and work through these issues without 
litigation needing to move forward. It's hard to get anything done in Congress right now. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, have you talked to Kevin Hearn? Have you talked to Senator Mullen? What What is the response that you get from our elected officials in Washington on, you know, helping out with some legislation that would more clearly define life after McGirt? My, yes, my office has been in communication with our congressional delegation. I want to leave those conversations one-on-one uh, -on -one rather than talk about them on the radio. But I'll just say that nothing has happened. The end result is that nothing has happened. Do you think the McGirt decision is flawed? Uh, it is what it is. I'm not a Supreme Court justice or a constitutional lawyer, so I'm not going to uh, say whether it's flawed or not. Um, it, we respect it and we're going to operate by it moving forward. Um, and, and as I said in my State of the City speech, I think it's really important that we make a mental shift from, uh, act, you know, acknowledge that Tulsa is the largest city in America in a tribal reservation. And we're in three of them, by the way, now. Yeah. Uh, that is something we did not, as a city government, we didn't know that five years ago, but we do now. And that can be a huge asset, by the way. Uh, all of a sudden, we have the potential to be, I think, and my goal is, that Tulsa is the center of Native American excellence for the whole world moving forward. But there are things that we have to work through between the city and the tribal governments like this so that we can focus on moving forward together rather than just trying to figure out how we're supposed to interact with one another right now, which is what we're left with with these, uh, with the court decisions and the, the inertia in Congress and from the state. 736, talking to Mayor G.T. Bynum a few days ago, a man that many people called Mr. Tulsa, died, public relations guru Steve Turnbow. He was uh, well-known to many of us in the media as a one-third of the PR powerhouse, Snaky Turnbow and Frank. How would you describe Steve Turnbow's impact on Tulsa? It went way beyond PR, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I was – I'm so thankful I, I – Steve had a birthday party back in September, and I went to it because I wanted to tell him how much he meant to the city and give him the key to the city. Mm. Uh, and, and at that time, I told him, you know, he had been on the right side of basically every public issue in Tulsa for decades. Mm. Uh, I mean, whether it was through his his firm or his leadership at the University of Tulsa or his work with so many different nonprofits here in our city uh, and at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, I mean, there are only in our history of Tulsa two Mr. Tulsas. One was Mr. Skelly, who you can't walk around a corner in this city without seeing his name on something because he was so influential. Yeah. And Steve Turnbow, and I told Steve, he absolutely deserved to inherit that title from Mr. Skelly. Mm -hmm. He was such a wonderful man. Uh, and I, I was also thankful I got to to see his office when I was uh, over there at his birthday party. And it was like a Tulsa History Museum. I mean, all the things that wow. Steve was involved in, uh, moving our city forward uh, over the last several decades, there were mementos from all of those things in his office. He's just such a great guy. And it's been great to see the outpouring of love for him Uh uh, all over town and on social media, which often is not a place for an outpouring of love. <laughs> but when it comes to Steve, he was just so universally beloved and respected. Hey, I got a minute and a half, and this is going to come out of left field. We're, we're covering a homicide this morning that happened <sighs> at Pine and Yale. And 
we had for a short time a little mystery on our hands wondering why the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office was handling this. Well, it turns out that that little plot of land at Pine and Yale, 1500 block at North Yale, there's about a half block that is in the county that is unincorporated Tulsa County territory, apparently. And I, I, all of us here, including Casey Robach, who's a spokesperson for the sheriff's office, she, she told dispatch this morning, well, that's in the city. I'm just wondering how many of these little unincorporated pockets are there in the city? Well, how does that happen that, that you know, a half block area in the middle of the city is county? Yeah, usually there are not many. Uh, I would say there's probably less than five or six. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually what I'm trying to think of what that one might be, but they go back to typically uh, industrial uses where when the city was going to annex the area, uh, whoever owned the land said, you know, it's it's better for us if we're not in the city limits while we're oh. doing this. Like oh. if you might have um, uh, a place where there's a mining operation or hmm. or something like that, they would carve uh, it out so, and leave it county. Exactly, and so it might be. It's just grandfathered in from that gotcha. standpoint. For like so that may be what's at that site. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fr- that... from a regulatory and land use standpoint. Interesting. That, yeah. yeah, that is very interesting. Mayor, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your cranberry sauce. Hey, happy sauce. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much.